days grow short, I drink my morning tea in the dark and eat my beans by candlelight at night. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Hopefully by this point in the fall, your garden is put to bed, your last harvests are put up for later consumption, you've cleaned the chimney, done any other last-minute home repairs before winter, and you've been able to enjoy a bit of cozy relaxation as a result of getting those projects accomplished. I recently paused one evening, realizing that all but the last 10 tomatoes ripening on the windowsill were canned or in the freezer, my latest harvest of wild mushrooms were cleaned, sliced, and put away, and the early sunset meant that it didn't quite make sense to go up to the garden to harvest the last of the kale and chard. They could wait. But that all meant that I could relax for an hour or two before I should really crawl into bed? I felt edgy and like I was missing something. I wandered around looking in every corner for critical last-minute projects that I had forgotten and discovered a group of similarly edgy-seeming critters who had just come inside to settle a bit after many months on the move outdoors. Ladybugs. If your home isn't completely tight, whose is? You probably have some ladybugs accumulating now. Like us, ladybugs seek a warm winter dwelling to help in their survival of the cold season. But before you make any ladybug evacuation attempts, note that you now have a perfect opportunity to dive into some ladybug observation. First, you can take a close look at the area right behind the head. Does it have what looks like black markings in the shape of the letter M with a white background and white oval on either side? If so, you're likely looking at the multicolored Asian lady beetle, which is also often called the Halloween ladybug or the harlequin ladybird. These non-native ladybugs can range in color from yellow to pale orange to deep red and can have no spots or as many as 22 spots. As you likely guessed, these ladybugs are not native to North America. In fact, there are over 400 native species of ladybugs, but the multicolored Asian lady beetle is not one of them. These common late-fall house guests were introduced to the United States during the 1970s as a pest control method. Ladybugs of all kinds are notorious for being effective predators of garden pests like aphids. They are so good at pest control that the release of these non-native ladybugs so effectively reduced the harm of aphids on pecan trees in Georgia that they no longer use chemical pesticides for aphids there. Despite that good news, the multicolored Asian lady beetles have become so pervasive across the country as a result of being regularly released for pest control and having no problem sticking around throughout the seasons that many of our native ladybug populations are suffering as a result of the direct competition for food and winter hibernating areas. Our native ladybugs are also great at pest control. As a group, all ladybugs are wonders for reducing agricultural pests. This introduction of a non-native ladybug species is just another example of how we are generally better off not introducing non-native species into an area. So the next time you encounter a ladybug, you can try to identify it. Finding and identifying our native ladybugs can be quite the fun scavenger hunt, even if a little grim when you realize that we don't come upon them often. And even better, you could contribute what you discover to the Lost Ladybug Project, which aims to understand the implications of the change in ladybug numbers and diversity around the world. We'll link to that resource on our blog. And if you're looking to remove clusters of ladybugs from inside, note that they do emit a nasty odor when bothered, which can be quite overwhelming in large quantities. You can put a nylon stocking into the wand of your vacuum cleaner to suck them up and put them outside if you don't want to kill them or you want to avoid ladybug grime in your vacuum cleaner. 
You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by a pileated woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. Thank you.